Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This Smart Belling podcast is presented by Annex Wealth Management. There's a significant difference in financial advisors. Know the difference. Get started today. AnnexWealth.com. Ending up for Milwaukee, this is the Mark Belling Late Afternoon Show on News Talk 1130 WISN. If conservatives did not have control of the Wisconsin Supreme Court, the Walker Revolution in Wisconsin would not have happened. Liberals couldn't care less about the state constitution, the federal constitution, or what the proper role for the courts is. Liberals believe in winning any way that they can win. And if that means getting on a court and simply striking something down for no reason other than that you don't like it, they're willing to do that. Through a series initially of four three rulings, the Walker reforms were upheld. Some of them were 5-2. Voting in the minority were the liberals, Ann Walsh-Bradley, Shirley Abrahamson, and some of the time, the late Patrick Crooks. Had they been in the majority, Act 10 would have been struck down, photo ID for voting would have been struck down, concealed carry would have been struck down, all of the other school choice expansion would have been struck down, all of the other things that were challenged on the left and in the courts, none of them would have happened. This is aside from all the other areas that the Supreme Court rules in criminal conviction cases, precedent, role of law enforcement, local government, school cases, etc., I have tried to use my program over the years to explain to the audience the importance of the importance of what we call reviewing courts, courts of appeals, and then the Supreme Court at the federal level, the United States Supreme Court and the Federal District Court of Appeals, followed by the district courts, are vitally important, but especially the Supreme Court. And in Wisconsin, the State Court of Appeals, and especially the State Supreme Court. The courts, in the end, have the final answer. The only way around them is to amend the Constitution. They are the place of last resort in our system of checks and balances. And who is on these courts is vital. At the federal level, they're appointed by the president. One of the many things that makes the presidential election so important. Here in Wisconsin, however, these individuals are elected. Sort of. If there's a vacancy, it's filled by the governor appointing until the next election. If there's not a vacancy, the voters simply make the first choice. As I said, the margin right now of the conservatives is 5-2 and Supreme Court justices serve 10-year terms. That means a flipping of two would get the left control of the state Supreme Court. One of the five conservatives is Michael Gableman. His term is up next spring, and he announced yesterday he is not running for re-election. This makes this an open seat and gives the left a major opportunity to cut the conservative majority down from 5-2 to 4-3, meaning if they win the next one, they get the court back. 
two liberals had already announced that they were planning to run. This is a race that has a primary election. If more than two candidates run, they have a primary in the top two advance to the general election. It was known that the left was going to target Gableman, who they felt that of the five conservatives on the court was the one that was the most vulnerable for a number of reasons. Gableman has made the decision to not seek re-election. I said before the last break that I was going to blow the whistle on something and tell the audience what was going on here. Even though it's not necessarily a bad thing, I think you should have a right to know what's going on here. Gableman's announcement was orchestrated to try to set up one particular judge to replace him. There is a candidate who is being anointed by some Republican leaders in Wisconsin. Now, that's not, as I said, necessarily bad. If the guy they're anointing is capable of winning the seat and would be an outstanding Supreme Court justice, that's not a bad thing. Just understand that what they're attempting to do here is pull off an anointment. The instant the Gableman announced that he wasn't running for re-election, which was somewhat surprising, there'd been some rumblings that he might not run, but I think many people anticipated that he was going to run. The instant that that happened, a judge from Sauk County with Republican ties announced his candidacy for the state Supreme Court. They haven't even attempted to make it appear as though this wasn't a greased deal. The spokesman for Gableman is the same spokesman for the candidate who's now being anointed to run to succeed Gableman. His name is Nathan Conrad. He's been around Republican circles for a few years. The anointed candidate is Michael Skrenick. He's a former lawyer with Michael Best and Friedrich in Milwaukee. He's currently a judge in Sauk County. Skrenick has strong Republican ties, and one of the cases that he handled was defending Act 10 in the legal challenge against it at the state Supreme Court level. So this is somebody who is has conservative bona fides. He's, had, he's been involved in Republican politics. His judicial philosophy is believed to be conservative. In other words, there's nothing wrong with him as a candidate. And as I said, there may be nothing wrong with the way they pulled this off. And the end result may not be wrong. But I will tell you that this is the way it came down. Gableman told a bunch of Republicans he wasn't going to run. A bunch of Republicans tried to figure out who the best candidate to try to succeed Gableman was going to be. They said, okay, Mike, here's the way it's going to work. Don't make your announcement until we have the guy that we want to replace you ready to go. Then when you make your announcement, we'll have that guy announce like one minute later so as to preempt any other conservative candidate from running. That's the way it worked. Now, as I said, maybe if Skrenik is the right candidate, there's nothing wrong with that. What it is, however, is an attempt to preempt any public involvement in this. A cleaner way to have done this would be for Gableman to retire now and have Governor Walker name a replacement and name Skrenik and put him on there as an incumbent so who would actually be on the court for the next few months pending the election. We would at least then know, look, this is Scott Walker's guy. 
And while we're setting him up to be the next state Supreme Court justice, we're not going to try to play any political games here and act as though this is something more than a coincidence. If there are other qualified conservative legal minds, judges or legal scholars that are interested in running for the state Supreme Court, the message out to them is, look, the guy that's got the blessing of the Republican establishment in Wisconsin is Skrennick. Part of me would like to see somebody take him on. Part of me says winning this seat is critically important. And even if this is going to be an insider back deal, if you get another qualified conservative who can win and beat these, there's, the liberals are going to go after this race big time. They have lost every state Supreme Court election for the last several years, and they're furious about it. The liberals really want to get this seat back. And they're going to put a ton of money in, and this election, by the way, is in next April. They're going to put a ton of money into the seat, and it's going to be a major, major battle. Remember this. If Governor Walker would lose re-election next year, it would mean that every Supreme Court justice vacancy that is open from here on out, like, say, Brad, Ann Walsh Bradley and Shirley Abrahamson are both very old, either them retire, the Democratic governor would name the replacement 4 3 5-2 suddenly goes to 4-3 if they win the election in April, then the next appointment, uh, and so on. It wouldn't be very hard for them to get the court back. Anyway. On the face of it, I don't think Skrennick is the most attractive candidate that you could find. For whatever reason, voters like to elect women to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. It's bizarre. It might be a coincidence. But that court is packed on both the left and the right side with women. I don't know why it's worked out that way. And again, it might just be coincidence. White guys, though, tend to be up against it when running for, for, when running for this court. Secondly, there are a couple of cases that Skrennick did handle before the Supreme Court that they are, that are controversial. Act 10, the legislative remap, and a couple of others that will be used against him as they try to run ads to trash him and portray him as just another Republican tool. The left is going to argue that we need to have judicial independence on the court. They're going to claim that Skrennick is in the bag for Scott Walker. We need to have an independent judge. That's a compelling argument to make against him. And it's a compelling reason to consider somebody as a candidate here that wouldn't have to answer to charges like that. You never want to run a campaign on the defensive. So the end result of this may or may not be bad. I'm just telling you here that a bunch of Republican insiders in Madison just up and decided that the next Supreme Court justice is going to be Michael Skrennick and they don't want to give any other conservative a chance to run in a primary and they want to elbow everybody out. And I talk a lot about the Madisonization of the Republican Party and the Madisonization of state government. This is an example of it. And Sauk County, where he's serving as a judge just outside of Madison, he's part of the Madison office of Michael Beston Friedrich. He's tight with the Walker people, tight with the Republican people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not suggesting he's not qualified. I am saying, unfortunately, I think he's a candidate that the lefties have a chance to beat because he carries some baggage. 
And I'm also saying that the way that he's being put up there as a candidate to succeed Gableman is a totally greased insider deal. And again, maybe people would prefer that I keep my mouth shut and not explain that. But as I said, I like my audience. I know what's going on here. Now you know that it wasn't a coincidence that three seconds after Michael Gableman put out a press release saying he wasn't going to run for re-election, three seconds later, the same press guy that Gableman uses is putting out a press release saying that Michael Skrennick is running for the right to replace Gableman. Now, I could sit here and be adult and just nod my head and not say anything about that, but I hold myself to a little bit of a higher standard. So I'll explain to you that that was not coincidental. That was a greased insider deal that came straight out of Madison. And I will certainly be scrutinizing Skrenna closely to see if there are any warts here in this resume beyond, as I said, the fact that he is a guy who might be vulnerable to losing a challenge to a liberal candidate. And as some other conservative out there who is qualified, he is considering running, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if they did take a look at this. My goal would be to get somebody who is a solid conservative, highly qualified on the state Supreme Court, but most of all can win the election and not allow the court to move back in the direction of liberal control. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.